Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. But, uh, y- you know, Mondays are a thing. Uh, I leave work, it's uh, it's like 4 o'clock in the daytime grind. And, uh, and, and it's like kind of dark outside. And I'm like, what is going on? And it's kind of cold. It's like 39 degrees outside and I'm like... I was wearing shorts this time a week ago. It's just, it's East Tennessee. Welcome to it. Get you some nose spray, get you some Kleenexes, and just live with it. Uh, that's the story. I'm sticking to it. But a uh, lot of stuff to talk about this this Monday edition. As uh, one, uh, Tennessee, uh, they went through the, uh, the gauntlet that was Florida. Uh, came off probably on the scoreboard a little better than I gave it credit for. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about how we got to that 31 to 19 final, and then we'll beat around a little bit uh, about uh, you know some decisions that were made during the game uh, that draw more questions and answers, post game uh, discussion, and ultimately post Florida reactions of Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, you know that seems to be the new the new hot topic, and why stay away from it? You know that's kind of what we do here. Uh, but also wanted to, to, as we open today's show, uh, give credit to the six newest state champions uh, that that uh, now reside in the state as far as them matching uh, the best in their respective classification. Uh, again, single A Fayetteville uh, defeated South Pittsburgh uh, 20 to 14. Uh, to gain that 1A state championship, South Pittsburgh, the the historical program, Fayetteville came in there and knocked them off. Uh, Summit uh, knocked off Oak Ridge, uh, 14 and one. Summit knocked off 11 and now four losses. Uh, Oak Ridge in the 5A state championship. All of this happened on Friday, uh, and then Alcoa, 14 and one, as they finish the 2020 season by beating Milan. 35 to 0 to capture not only their 19th overall state championship uh, but their sixth consecutive 3A state championship. So uh, again, congratulations to those those, those three squads and a special uh, congratulations to Alcoa as they brought yet another championship back to Blount County. Uh, but then as the uh, as the weekend progressed Saturday, uh, you saw the remaining uh, three champions crowned, and I'm trying to, if my computer, I've got the swirling ring of death, but uh, as the, uh, the the computer will load, Oakland uh, knocked off Brentwood 56-33, to uh, just a dominant performance there in the 6A bracket, uh, completing a 15-0 perfect season and uh, owning 6A in this 2020 year. Brentwood falls to 11-4. Elizabethan, 15-0, uh, a twice-perfect uh, regular season and postseason as they are back-to-back 
state champions in the 4A classification and Peabody, uh, 35 to 13 winners over Meigs County. Uh, both of those teams perfect when they entered, and uh, Meigs County exited 14 and one uh, with a runner-up finish. But again, 2A goes to Peabody, 4A goes to Elizabethan, 6A goes to Oakland, 3A goes to Alcoa. Uh, Summit gets the 5A championship, and Fayetteville is your single-A state champion. So, again, congratulations to those schools. A lot of big work, especially maybe maybe even more work uh, than in normal years went into this because uh, a lot of time was spent focusing on uh, PPE, uh, mask, uh, making sure social distancing was happening, uh, all while perfecting a craft and getting to a championship-level program. So, again, uh, kudos to those. Uh, those that we saw live as far as Rebel Radio and myself, uh, Oakland and Alcoa, uh, both well-deserving as they played the Rebels. And, uh, again, as, as Oakland uh, knocked off the Rebels, uh, I told them to go go win it all. So, uh, again, they did just that. Brentwood had a little bit more fight. First time they saw each other, Oakland defeated Brentwood 37-0. to uh, Brentwood put 33 on the board, but still lost 56 to 33. But that's kind of the finale. That's the wrap up of TWSAA football for the 2020 season. And, and I'm not gonna lie to you, it it blew my mind just in Saturday evening, uh, the the season and and all the classifications kind of coming to a close. Uh, you, you know, I, I just it was one of those moments where I'm like, I I don't know that I would have ever believed that we could have made it here uh I, I just I didn't assume that I didn't I didn't think that and I didn't have a way that we wouldn't make it it's just every week I, I was I gotta make sure I got a plan for this I got a plan for that I got this this covered I got that covered all of those things um you, you know is is something to, to think about and and that 2020 has really brought about so again congratulations to all six champions as, uh, you know, 2020 will be something nobody forgets. Uh, but in light of all of that, those six teams uh, got to a championship level. So, again, congratulations uh, for that. But uh, if you talk about basketball, if you talk about what uh, what has been on the table uh, this past Friday night, uh, Rebel Radio, our sister station, WGAP, uh, went on location, went to William Blunt High School and, uh, and called the, the – Maryville and and William Blunt basketball games, uh, pretty good matchups. Uh, again, uh, Maryville has a very strong, very very strong uh, women's program, and uh, and they took care of business, defeating William Blunt sixty seven to twenty four. Again, Maryville is now six and zero on the season. William Blunt fall fell to two and five, uh, but but again, D one prospect and signee. Uh, Danae Fritz, uh, you know, uh, Aliyah Vananda, a lot of nice talent uh, on that Maryville squad uh, that hopes to go very far uh, this season. But then on the boys' side of things, again, that battle was was very good as well as, uh, as a little bit tighter game as far as on the scoreboard, but still a lot to be, uh, to be, to be mindful of and to watch uh, in that matchup. If you look, Maryville got the victory 47 to 34. A lot more defense in that matchup. Maryville improves to four and three, opens district play one and oh. William Blunt falls to three and four, and they also open district play, but they start oh and one. 
So it's it's one of those deals that basketball is now going to take the forefront, and as as we acclimate to that dynamic, uh, we'll try to keep uh, keep that in a, uh, a segment of the show uh, where we talk about each and every uh, each and every team. Try to incorporate William Blunt, Alcoa, Maryville, and uh, and again surrounding heritage and and surrounding areas, uh, Greenback. Uh, other other schools that uh, are in our listening area, and and of course uh, have some interesting uh, dynamics to follow as well. So it, it, excited uh, to now switch gears to the hardwood and talk a little basketball. But uh, uh, again, a nice uh, nice weekend to kind of transition. Champions Crown in Cookville, and then uh, basketball takes the forefront, uh, starting basically. Uh, from today so excited about what that looks like and again looking forward uh, to kind of matching up with that as we go through but hey let's take our first break of the day uh, listen to these great sponsors when we come back we're gonna we're gonna switch gears we're gonna go to college football we're gonna go to the Tennessee Florida matchup and we're gonna go with what happened uh, in, in Neyland Stadium first time back in several weeks uh, Gators come in hot to trot Tennessee has some answers, but they they put a few more questions out there as well. We'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The strength of our country hasn't just been won on the battlefield. It's won every day in our communities when we come together in our toughest times. For over 100 years, the American Legion has been strengthening communities across our nation by providing life-saving help and support to our veterans and neighbors during times like we're facing today. We are the American Legion, veterans strengthening America. To learn how you can help, visit legion.org. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. 
El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKDL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser. And you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. As, uh, as the call would say, uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, give us a call, 865-983-4310. That's 865-983-4310. But, uh, you, you know, as the, the Monday grind starts, um, you know, kind of we didn't really grind on the first segment. We really just kind of shared information and and was excited about the teams, and but now I think we're we're actually kind of grinding on this topic, and it's Tennessee football. Shocker, uh, something to to talk about in this area. But uh, Tennessee falls to Florida, and I, and I don't think that's uh, 
that's necessarily a dynamic that we didn't expect. Uh, but I will say, uh, thirty-one to nineteen, Harrison Bailey gets his first start. Uh, all of that, Jerry Garantano maybe doesn't play. Maybe that's a positive for some people. Um, all of that being said, there was still a lot to question in just the execution of the four quarters of football, the decisions that were made at the quarterback position, and then ultimately, you know, where we stand post-Florida game with likes of, of Vandy, a coachless Vanderbilt football team, and Texas A&M, a team that in this most recent AP rankings ranks number five, uh, staring down the barrel of a college football uh, playoff opportunity uh, again with the 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 looking like Clemson and Notre Dame will see each other in the ACC championship game but you look at this game and 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 again get the get the notification there Saturday morning kind of the confirmation of Harrison Bailey uh, will start against the Gators good good uh, you know it's it's one of those dynamics got to learn at some point it's going to be a big rivalry game. You get that exposure. You get jacked, you know, the whole deal. And it's going to be those infamous reps that Jeremy Pruitt talks about. We're going to be able to see him play an entire game with the first team. And you know what? He, he comes out there, has a, has a pretty good plan. You know, I think he goes through progressions well. I think he makes good decisions, was able to scramble there a few times and really make something happen with his legs. And, you know, it's all going pretty decent. You know, I mean, we're not we're not blowing them out, but we're kind of competing. You know, we're putting some things together. And, you know, it is it is what it is. Well, as the game progresses, again, the play calling becomes, as, as it seems to have become over the last year or so, uh, it becomes more and more predictable. Uh, let's, just, let's just be honest for what it is. It becomes more and more predictable. It becomes more and more vanilla. And again, I understand you can't script the entire football game for a freshman, and that that things are going to get a little little thin, uh, especially if you if you put some some drives together and have a, a level of success. Um, but I felt like it, it really got kind of monotonous. It, it really got to a place to where um, to where Florida could just flat pin their ears back and come after Bailey. Uh, they did that a few times. He didn't get hit so many times. Again, I thought he did a good job of getting rid of it. But ultimately, uh, you know, it just it wasn't uh, what you were hoping to see. Uh, later in the game, you know, in those infamous reps we're talking about, uh, that's when J.T. Shrout was injected into the game. Harrison Bailey comes out. Uh, J.T. Shrout goes 12 of 14, 110 plus yards. Uh, and, and two touchdowns, and really puts us in a spot to where who's the good quarterback? J.T. Shrout, is, was he playing against the ones? Is Harrison Bailey really good? Why did they pull him? Did they see something we didn't? You know, all that dynamic starts coming into, into everyone's head. And, again, it's not our decision, and we being fans, uh, to make that call. But it does, you, you know, if you're going to make an excuse, at least live to the excuse. You know what I'm saying? If if the reason Harrison Bailey didn't didn't out Jared Garantano uh, before this past Saturday was because he didn't have reps, well, the only way to get reps is to play the game, and and, and then for J T. Shroud to to basically have the second half, I'm just uh, 
I'm a little, I'm a little, I don't understand. So the final 31 uh, to 19 was the final. Kyle Trask uh, went wire to wire basically in the football game. 35 of 49, 433 yards, four touchdowns. So he did not break the passing record uh, in Neyland Stadium. He is in the top four now, but uh, again, I'll take that in in a situation that we thought we were going to be in, uh, but then we were not. When you look at their rushing yards, uh, Tennessee did a pretty good job against their rush defense, only rushing the football 17 times, um, only amassed 19 yards. That's 10 yards uh, worth of sack yardage on Mr. Trask. So, again, I thought Tennessee did a good job defensively against the run. When you look about receiving, again, 35 receptions, 433 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, you just don't want to give up that kind of a torching. Uh, again, Kadarius or Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts was the leaders, uh, if you will, in the uh, receiving category. Pitts, seven receptions, 128 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, though. Kadarius Tony, eight catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Trevon Grimes, uh, he was a benefactor of six catches, 55 yards, but two touchdowns as he was the target there in the red zone. Uh, but Kyle Trash really uh, had his way about it. When you look at Tennessee, though, a little more uh, more mud in the water. And again, I use that that term loosely. J.T. Shrout was the was the leading passer, 12 of 14, 121 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Harrison Bailey, uh, 14 of 21, 111 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Brian Maurer, one of one for eight yards. And then uh, uh, Paxton Brooks on the failed uh, failed fake punt. Uh, was 0 for 1. And, again, I thought he, he delivered a good ball. We just didn't execute, uh, which seems to be the uh, the tail of the tape. But 240 passing yards is all that was amassed there Saturday for the Big Orange. Two touchdowns in the rushing category. Ty Chandler led the way, 12 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Eric Gray, uh, 12 carries, 47 yards. Uh, J.T. Shrout, four rushes for 12 yards. Velas Jones, Jr., Velas Jones, Jr., uh, one carry, for four yards, Brian Maurer one for one, and Harrison Bailey uh, nine different carries, which amassed uh, 19 negative 19 yards. But several of those uh, were due to some sacks, as he did rush for a 15-yard long. So uh, some positives from the rushing ability of Mr. Harrison Bailey. But Tennessee receiving Villas Jones uh, led the way four catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Eric Gray seven for 46. Uh, and a touchdown, Brandon Johnson, four for 40. Josh Palmer, four for 36. Princeton Fant, three for 23. Ty Chandler, one for 15. And Jalen Hyatt, four catches for 10 yards. Uh, Tennessee did not turn the football over. Thought that was a benefit. Uh, when you have a freshman quarterback, I was really worried about, uh, you know, uh, ball security. I was worried about you know, that that center to quarterback exchange, which I think it was a smart move, even though Brandon Kennedy had an injury that kind of pushed this. I thought Cooper Mays being Harrison Bailey's probably go-to guy, that's that's that connection that's been built. Uh, I thought it was good to inject that uh, as well with Harrison uh, to kind of keep that continuity uh, going. But, like I said, halfway through, I said all that, I gave you every stat that, that was to be on the box score and yet, as at a 17-7 halftime lead for the Gators, I didn't. I didn't think Harrison had done anything to to get pulled or or had done anything 
that would change necessarily the momentum. Uh, but obviously, on some level of a schedule, uh, Jeremy Pruitt and staff, and I'll put it on staff as uh, as uh, Jim Chaney, T. Martin, uh, Chris Winkie, uh, those guys make a decision on how they want to progress forward. And, and at some level, there was a schedule of transition. So uh, they change. Uh, J.T. Shrout comes in, kind of a gunslinger. They give him a lot of room to, to get creative. Uh, he throws two touchdowns. Um, Brent Samaglia misses an extra point, and uh, and let's just say the rest is history. Once that that kind of goes to to down, it, it's just Gators uh, salting one away. Uh, it's they literally and the broadcast late in the game was terrible uh, because when when Tennessee their late their last onside kick, uh, the broadcast was on Kyle Trask the whole time. Like it just basically said, oh, there's Kyle Trask. Look at him, no helmet, holding his jersey around the neck hole. Oh, man, look at this guy. Oh, yeah, Tennessee just attempted an onside kick and did not make it. Literally the way it went. So um, I don't know. I, I just I had so many emotions coming out of Saturday because I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm really excited because Harrison Bailey played. I'm really excited because – Maybe Jared Garantano didn't play. I don't know. It's probably shady to say against JG, but at the end of the day, I mean, I feel like we've we've fully went the courses. We've fully let them uh, let him kind of have his time, uh, his time to shine, if you will, and it just ain't working. So, I mean, I don't feel like that's necessarily uh, trashing the kid, but I was so I, I didn't know. You, you ever you ever watch? Talladega Nights, you know, when Ricky Bobby's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I mean, I was in that moment because I'm like, I don't know whether to be mad, whether to be happy, whether to, to, to you know, blast on social media, which that's not my style, but, uh, you know, or, or what, what needs to happen because I still don't understand what we're doing here. I still don't feel like we had a good grasp on things. I felt like defensively, we did some nice things. We still can't cover. We still let people get behind us. We still don't know how to play with good hands. But I feel like against that offense that's torched everybody this side of Texas A&M, um, to be expected. And and I know nobody wants to hear that, but I, I, I truly believe that. Uh, I, was, I was staring down the barrel of like a 48-10. So the fact that we scored more and didn't allow them to score as much as I expected, in some level – I saw that as as a positive. But what what kills me is is the debut of Harrison Bailey needed to be a clean football game. It needed to be him wire to wire. It needed to be whatever the stat line looked like. Even if the, the yardage and the attempts and everything didn't line up pretty, it was Harrison Bailey's first game against Florida. It was Harrison Bailey wire to wire. Can he dig us out of a hole? Maybe, maybe not. But when you split time, you make me question a bunch of other things. One, you make me question, what what have you been telling us the last few weeks? And I'm, when I say who, what have you been telling us? This is strictly at, at who is a press conference entity uh, for Tennessee's coaching staff, whether that's Jeremy Pruitt, uh, whether that's any kind of discussion with assistant coaches or what have you. The, the common denominator has been Harrison Bailey doesn't have game reps. The common denominator is 
he's got to play more before we feel confident putting him out there. Well, all of a sudden, JG gets a you know gets a trace at some level, positive, what have you. That's that's neither here nor there. He was in quarantine, couldn't practice. Long story short, um, so so Harrison's getting the nod. You know, he's going to start against Florida. He's you know it's probably not the game you want to inject him in, but I feel like it's a trial by fire at some level. But then when you yank him and and put the other guy in, and then he's he has a level of success percentage-wise that Harrison didn't have, I don't know what that says. I don't I don't know what question that answers. I don't know what that gives them. Does it give them a good feeling that if somebody gets their bell rung, they got a good second guy? Were they were they trying to battle through who's going to play against Vandy? Well, that that kind of got answered today as as Jeremy Pruitt had his weekly presser and 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 basically said they're going to go forward with the same similar schedule as they had last week. Well, I've always be- I'm a believer. I am a believer in that if you don't if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. And and what I mean by that is all the continuity, all the offensive line, all the wide receivers, they need to know who their leader is. You know, and and I'll I'll kind of liken this to the you know the offense that like they go up to the line of scrimmage, they're like hard count trying to get the other team to drop. And then they they raise up and look to the sideline. Well, that's what this quarterback room is reminding me of right now. Is is we know what we want to do. We got what we're gonna do. We're gonna line up like we're really really tough. And then we're gonna ask you who the quarterback is. We're gonna run the football. We're gonna we're gonna line these big bodies up. We're gonna put all these five stars on the offensive line, and we're gonna look and see who the quarterback is. Because the dynamic changes across the board. Harrison Bailey has the length, has some arm strength, but he's but he's young. JT Shroud is older in the program, but he's small and he's kind of a gunslinger. Brian Maurer hasn't seen a spot he wouldn't throw the football, but yet he's he's had his bell rung a few times and he's a he's a we don't need him getting hit. Let's just put it that way. So there's all this dynamic, and all three of those guys played Saturday. And I'm just like does anybody else realize we're in game seven of this deal? We're in game – or sorry, we're in game eight of this deal. Saturday, we, we came into it two and five. We left two and six. So, I thought Jeremy Pruitt Monday kind of tried to put some of the stuff to bed. And, and of course, he's, he's having a hard time because, let's just be frank, Jeremy Pruitt's never been around a team that struggles this bad. Has anybody put that together? Like Jeremy Pruitt went was at good high school programs. He got an opportunity at Alabama to GA. Um, then he gets an opportunity at at all these different schools. And he's he's at Georgia when they're good. He's at Florida State when they're good. He's at Alabama when they're great. I just don't think the guy knows knows how to necessarily come out of a hole. I don't know how he knows how to dig out of a hole. To him. Uh, losing in the last moments to Ole Miss is a is a hole. Not six straight losses. Not uh, you know all these injuries. Not these contact traces. You don't know who's playing. Not this. You're 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 having to start a freshman because that's what you need to do. So Jeremy Pruitt's seeing a lot of things for the first time too. And and I'm not trying to say that that I would make better decisions. What I'm saying is, is at least tell us what you're thinking. Like don't. Don't give the football answer. We just got to see more reps. We got to watch the film. Blah blah blah. But and and then two, don't get frustrated with the media. 
Saturday night, Jeremy Pruitt, and, and what everybody loves about Jeremy Pruitt, but what is tough when you're not winning, Jeremy Pruitt is amazingly blunt. When you ask a dumb question or when you say things maybe uncouth for for a football person, he, he likes to kind of point that out. And, uh, and, and, you know, in the in the press conference he talked, you know, he really pointed at some things like basically saying, you know, don't ask these questions anymore. I give you the same answer every week. Quit asking, da-da-da-da-da. But then he backed out of that. And then, uh, of course, talking about the defense giving up big plays, he just continued to kind of go at the angle of, I don't know how much you know about football. This is called this. I, I didn't know if you knew that. And and was just really kind of pointed and uh, – and quite and just angry child uh, reactions, just just putting it that way. But uh, Monday's press conference did not uh, kind of get away from most of those big questions. Uh, quarterbacks were again the topic in Tennessee's uh, Monday presser. Uh, coaches basically uh, has watched the film and he's now kind of re- regurgitating some of that. Uh, basically, what he said is Harrison and JT Harrison Bailey, JT Shroud will take the majority of the reps moving forward. Uh, Brian Maurer brings an extra element with his athleticism, and we're trying to keep him with a role. He said, I thought he did a nice job on Saturday, and we'll continue to do that moving forward, which is fine. And again, I think I think if you'd have told us that last week, it's not that it makes a ton of sense to me, but again, I'm not a D1 coach making four mil a year. So, you know, but – it still begs the question, like, what is holding them back from naming a guy? To me, and I talked to some people today, uh, to me this is retention. This is damage control. This is don't don't quit on us. And we'll talk about a guy who, who did stop and, and has paused his, uh, his 2020 uh, contributions. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, I think this is damage control 101. You know with uh, Caden Salter – with different pieces coming in a year from now, you're going to have Harrison Bailey, J.T. Shrout, Brian Maurer, uh, Caden Salter, and potentially J.G. if he comes back for that fifth year which or sixth year, which I don't think he will. Uh, I think he'll get an opportunity or want to have an opportunity uh, to be the guy, and I think uh, these next two weeks is going to tell him that that's not going to happen here. But I, I just feel like that's – you, you know, you you want a guy to have reps, but then now you're backing out. So uh, this is damage control, in my opinion. Uh, he's wanting to make sure that JT, uh, Brian, and Harrison all uh, have an opportunity to be the guy. And then if if it doesn't work out, then then Jeremy Pruitt can say he gave him an opportunity. That's just my, my opinion in a nutshell. Um, but, you know, I also think it's an opportunity – uh, to see what they've got. This Vandy game, and, and we've talked about it for weeks and we'll continue to do so. We're going to take a break here in a minute and then I'll come back and, and beat it around a little bit. But this Vandy game doesn't need to be close. Uh, and and the thing is, when you run three quarterbacks into a, into a football game, yes, there's an element of surprise. Yes, there's different things that each of them do. But unfortunately, Tennessee football in the last few years – uh, creativity has surprised us more than it's surprised anybody else. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, uh, give me a call, 865-983-4310. But I, I just think uh, we need to get to doing things fairly well at a fundamental level, and then we can get cute. 
and that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, but uh, y- you know, I thought Jeremy Pruitt was a relatively uh, relatively reserved today. Again, I think he uh, he, he kind of puts some things to bed about Brent Samaglia. Again, if you haven't heard, Brent Samaglia has opted out for the remainder of the season. Uh, says that basically he wants to focus on his physical and mental health, uh, and has made uh, made question or mention uh, that he would like to return uh, next year and have some uh, have some opportunity. Uh, Paxton Brooks, book Brooks, sorry Brooks, Paxton Brooks. Uh, will be the fill-in uh, for the next two games. And then uh, Tennessee football walk-on Toby Wilson uh, will be the next available kicker for Tennessee. But uh, I, I don't know what to think about this. And, and, you know, people ask me every week, you think Pruitt's going to make it? You think Pruitt's going to make it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I I, I, have, I think I see a clear path to to, to – I don't want to say success, but uh, survival. And I think I see a clear path uh, to um, burning mattresses. I mean, for the lack of a better word. I, I think I see a path for him to, to be retained, and I see a clear path uh, for him not to be. And, and you know, both of those, unfortunately, the way Tennessee football's playing, I think both of them have some merit. We'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. What has to happen this week for it to, to stay alive? And what what uh, what flatlines this program? We'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to the Grind, 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org financial decisions you will ever make and it can be overwhelming but donna cry at mortgage investors group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure donna cry is my personal home mortgage specialist mig is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in tennessee are you considering a new home then use who i trust donna cry with mortgage investors group in maryville whether you're buying your first home or your fifth donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action call donna at 865-984-9948 or go to donnacry.com mig is an equal housing lender not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started call heath barberry at common sense pest control providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in blunt county available services include general pest mosquito and rodent control as well as termite protection and much much more for personalized service call heath barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com again phone number is 865-389-7412 also find them on facebook at common sense pest control and remember if you want bugs dead you've got to use common sense are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun check out the party pub in the heart of maryville they open at 7:30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. 
They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chai Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online the grind on that's the grind on El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports.
Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. You ever you ever be putting on some headphones and you realize they're on backwards and you try to fix it real quick? Well, that's what happened. That's what just happened. But, uh, you, you know, takeaways from the Vols, 31-19 loss to Florida. Uh, I think you can go a lot of different ways. Uh, you, you know, the pass protection was pretty horrible. Uh, I didn't think that they did a really good job uh, kind of doing their thing. Uh, I didn't think there was a lot of pass rush on the defensive line side of things. Uh, so that's two just right up front. Got to win those th- that line of scrimmage to be able to be competitive. I think there's a really a clear picture that the running back room is strong and that they have what they need uh, to be successful as far as the tools and, and them as a unit. So I think that's clear and cut. Uh, I think uh, uh, the quarterback controversy that was built out of the Florida game, that's tough. That's that's a tough sell, uh, but ultimately it is what it is. And then I thought the secondary played a little bit better. Uh, they they had arguably um, you, you know a top pick in Kyle Pitts to have to deal with you know Jadarius Tony, uh, all of those moving pieces that is the the Dan Mullen Kyle Trask you know kind of nucleus. Uh, that that's a tough sell for anybody to stop. And I thought we put kept some things in front of us and and did a decent job uh for the better part of 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 the evening uh just just not enough to to kind of take care of business um I, that's that's kind of my key takeaways from from Florida but really coming out of Florida I look and there's two weeks left uh there there's Vandy and there's Texas A&M now granted uh I, I don't think there's any path uh to retention that includes losing to Vandy uh, I'll just put that out there. If anybody was holding with bated breath, if if I thought it was okay to lose to Vandy, absolutely not. Uh, there's a reason why why we don't lose to both those teams in the same year, and uh, and if that is changed, then I don't I don't care. COVID, uh, you know, playing Harrison Bailey, uh, I don't care. I don't care if he's drinking Bailey's. It doesn't need. Uh, to go on. So I, I think let's just cut that where it's at. If you lose to Vandy, I don't know that uh, you have next Monday's presser. Point blank, clear and honest. Well, we can't afford to, to cut bait. We can't afford to do whatever. I understand that. But there's a lot of coaches uh, that could that could do something with the talent that's on this team. So – I'm not saying that Jeremy Pruitt's not going to beat Vandy. I'm hoping that another week of practice, especially that first week after a start in in a big-time college football game, that Harrison Bailey, J.T. Shroud, however that dynamic's going to work out, I hope that there's a level of improvement, there's a level of opening of the playbook, everybody's more comfortable, there's healthy on a lot of different fronts, and that I'm not even having to talk about this anymore uh, about whether you beat Vandy or not. I mean, obviously, next Monday, uh, we're going to know whether you beat Vandy or not. But the question is, because a guy posed it to me today, he said, well, what if we barely beat Vandy? And most of my most of my time, opinions are a win's a win. You know, intro of my winning's winning. You ever watched uh, Fast and the Furious? But I don't know that that's the case. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you have, uh, I believe we've lost all, if not all, you know, most, if not all of these these six straight games by double digits. 
Um, I think if you if you barely beat Vandy or if you have to come back and beat Vandy or what have you, then it still leaves a lot of question marks uh, in this um, in this scenario. And and I say that uh, loosely, but. If you smoke Vandy, like if you if you do what you should have done and, and done what you, you could do and should have done maybe most of the season, then I think some of these things this this uh this next Saturday can surely flip the bread. But if it's close, I, I just I, I've got a lot of questions and, and people are like, Well, who do you pull the trigger for? Do you do you have a guy in mind? I got a couple guys in mind. I got a couple guys in mind, but you need to have them locked down before you pull the trigger. That's just my opinion. And a lot of people's like, well, you know, don't talk behind people's back. What? It's business, guys. Uh, anybody who says that that coaches and administrators and different things don't talk behind uh, closed doors, uh, that they, they don't. I just don't think they know. <laughs> I'm just point blank. I, I don't think people uh, people know. Uh, I'll say this: Shane Beamer getting hired at South Carolina. Uh, that's probably. A, I don't want to say a bad hire. But it's not the wow hire that would have been a Hugh Freeze uh, that would have been one of these other big names. Um, so it's still out there to be had. I think Michigan's going to come open. Uh, I think, uh, you know, as much as they're talking about health issues and what have you, Tom Herman is not safe at Texas. Uh, Urban Meyer is a rumored link to that job. So I think all of that is in play. Uh, but as I've said, and, and, and I guess I've said it as long as I've had a radio show, um, we got to look at ourselves and we being Tennessee donors, we being Tennessee fans, we being Tennessee administrators, and we being those who are employed uh, to do what is best uh, for for the university and for uh, the program. That's not me. Uh, that's not me. But at the same rate, I got this microphone in front of me, so might as well talk about it. Um, if you be Vandy, and it's close. I think all bets are off. I think there's some discussion to be had. I think coaches have to – I think regardless, even if you blow out Vandy, you you play Texas A&M very close, some coaching changes have to happen. I think by far, uh, of course, we're, we're looking to hire a defensive line coach based on Jimmy Brumbaugh exit. So, again, the pass rush thing, I think that will get fixed with a hire. Uh, I think Will Friend's got to go. Uh, and, and again, uh, I'm not trying to. I, I don't have anything against Will Friend. I just have things against Will Friend's offensive line performance. Um, point blank. I, I don't have another way to say it. Uh, underperforming, five stars all over the place, and, uh, and and we've got guys getting run over with about two seconds to throw the football. Unacceptable. Can't do it. Uh, quarterback quarterback uh you know as much as jg maybe maybe it's between the ears maybe what have you uh but you got to put your guy in the best position to play uh, i don't think chris winkie's been able to do that uh, i don't think that's a that's a, a place to where uh, that's very successful so i i don't i don't see a plan uh coming out of this season to where if those two guys are retained uh that this this offense is going to look very much different uh, a year from now. So I think that decision has to be made. The bright side of things are, if you look at the running back coach and Jay Graham, I love what he's doing. I think the wide receivers are in good position. I think they're running decent routes. I'd like to see them get a little bit more separation. But again, with youth, I think there's some some uh, some room for growth there. Uh, so Jay and T, I like what they're, they're putting out there. 
Uh, Joe Olsevet, I, I don't think he's got a ton of of weapons in the the wide or in the tight ends room, uh, but I think he give him an opportunity to with his recruiting prowess uh, to have another year. But I think two coaches at minimum uh, have to make a make a uh, a shift. And and again, we'll put that for what it is. Is that an off the field role? Is that is that separation that that's for somebody else to decide? But again, what they're doing at their current position group not good enough. Uh, on the defensive side, like I said, Jimmy Brumbaugh's exit obviously is a vacancy that's going to have to be filled at D-line. I think uh, at the linebacker position, I think Henry Toa Toa's got to learn to play at his weight and what he's put his body to. Uh, so there's some growth to be had there. But again, a sophomore slump maybe is what we're seeing here. But I like what Niedermeyer does on the recruiting trail. So I think you push there. Uh, I think there's some ways to get better on that side of the football. But I think ultimately – uh, Derek Ansley and Jeremy Pruitt either have to sync up or they have to disconnect. And what I mean by that is, is when, when Derek Ansley was brought in, this guy can finish my sentences. Well, all the sentences I saw from Jeremy Pruitt's defenses at Alabama, at Georgia, at Florida State stopped people. Now, I understand there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect in athleticism. There's a disconnect in, in the talent that we're at both of those places. Not that the guys aren't playing hard or that we haven't recruited. It's just not there yet. So that has to link up better. Uh, again, we're, we're in year three and we're talking about a guy that, that should have played outside coming inside. Uh, a guy that, that didn't read this right or didn't take that right. Well, what, what are we going to do? Like, well, what's the fix? I mean, we're in game, we're in game eight of the season and, again, we're talking about a team that has a lot of film out there. We know they do this when they do that. So, again, there's some there's some dynamics there. But I think you lose to Vandy, and you don't fix a few things. You fix the whole thing. Uh, this thing's off the rails. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rock slide. It's a train wreck. It's a dumpster fire. Uh, you put whatever adjectives you want to put with it. Uh, but that's where I'm at with it. I, I think as a Tennessee fan and as a, what I feel like is is fairly representative uh, of the the practical, sensible fan is I'm I'm all for if if I can see progress giving him time. I'm I'm completely on board with that. And I'm a five year guy. I'm a five year guy. I don't know if anybody's listened for the last fifty four minutes and uh believe otherwise. Uh, but I, I would say that I'm a five-year guy. I'm a give it time, let it happen. But I also see writing on the wall, and I also understand that these kids only have four years. And if we're going in the – you know, if you, you don't get any farther behind if you stay stay where you're at. But if you start backing up, that's that's a hole that somebody else has to fix. I mean, arguably uh, – you know, Lane Kiffin came in post Fulmer, and it was just a it was a culture shock, right? One year, uh, some things got better, some things didn't, but overall, it was a it was a new, right? Had a lot of good talent, and he did some stuff with it. Seven and six was the final record. Then, or sorry, six and seven uh, was the final record. Then uh, he exits. We we kind of go on a uh, on a three day bender. Go ask other coaches who we should hire. We get Derek Dooley. He had a little bit more to deal with because, one, he had to close out a recruiting class late, did a fairly good job with it, got Justin Hunter, got a few other pieces. Tyler Bray sticks with us. 
Um, his little path, uh, some things got really bad, uh, but he had like a nucleus, had Jim Chaney, had had Tyler Bray, Cordero Patterson, Justin Hunter, Derrick Rogers, that whole dynamic. Offensively doing a lot of good things. Hire Sal Sinceri, and the wheels fall off. They, Ron White, fall off. And then, uh, so so that, that comes to an end. Jim Chaney, interim coach, then is not retained to the Butch Jones staff. Butch Jones has Josh Dobbs. He does some nice things, gets to nine wins a couple times. Uh, you're like, oh, man, this guy's a good deal. Josh Dobbs graduates. We find out what Josh Dobbs was covering up or what the lack of development was being covered up by Josh Dobbs. Uh, and then, quite frankly, the demise was on, and it was just a matter of how long it was going to take. And so, as Tennessee fans, and, and I lock myself in with any other guy that sits on his couch, armchair, uh, at a restaurant on a Saturday, we've seen decline in multi – We look a lot of different ways. Look like a, a seasoned vet, former national champion, alumni of the school. Uh, we've seen it in a in a schnarky, uh, you know, California kid that uh, that just left us for his dream job. We've seen it as a my dad was good. I have the same name, so therefore I get coaching opportunities uh, in Derek Dooley. And then we also saw it in uh, I have a Sergeant Carter haircut. I can sell you anything. I'm a car salesman and I can recruit, but development's kind of a problem. We've seen all of that in the last 15 years. And so when we see a coach that seems to be struggling and that does not seem to be progressing, I, I would argue that anybody anybody out there that has an opinion, and again, I'm running low on time today, but give us a call one of these you know, this week and try to tell me what has gotten better uh, while Jeremy Pruitt's been there. Uh, I think defensively some things have, have leveled, but better is is a strong word for me with Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, I think the running back room is stronger, but I think Ty Chandler's a tough guy. He was tough when Jeremy Pruitt got here. Uh, I think Eric Gray was a big get. He was going to be good. I'm pretty sure if I coached Eric Gray, he would be pretty good. So uh, I, I don't know how dynamic uh, I put that level of success. So uh, in a nutshell, uh, beating around the bush for about 15 minutes, you beat Vandy, you've got options. You lose to Vandy. It's over. That's where I, that's where I stand. That that's that's the only dynamic I have left as as a as a fan. That's uh, my cup has been half full for for the better part of, of of three seasons. I think over the last few weeks, I, I just need to see the cup running over. I just need one game uh, where it clicks. Where I don't I'm not wringing my hands because we're up 14 and uh, and there's still time left. So I, I think at some dynamic growth needs to be apparent, and right now it's just not. So um, there's the slate. Beat Vandy, see what happens next year. Lose to Vandy, maybe not know what's going to happen next week. So that's the Monday grind. That's the uh, soapbox for today. Don't miss top of the hour of the sports page replay right here on WKVL, your source for Blount County sports. We'll be talk to you tomorrow we will have on our sister station Maryville basketball right here at WKBL.